Welcome to a new episode on the podcast channel, Joy of Weightlessness. Today, we're delighted to have Dr. Rachel Morris as our guest. Dr. Morris brings over two decades of experience as an anesthesiologist and has now transitioned into a skilled holographic memory resolution practitioner. She holds certifications in breathology breathwork, Reiki, medical intuition, and quantum biology, in addition to being a certified self-sabotage coach and cancer prevention coach. Welcome, Dr. Rachel. Thank you very much for having me. What inspired your transition from the traditional medicine to a holistic approach to well-being? I would, I would say that since I was young, I've always had an interest in my own health. And uh, what that meant to me has evolved over the years. Um, initially, it started out with, I think, what most people understand as lifestyle approaches, what you put into your body, what you nourish your body with, and, and physically how you take care of your body. And that, that is ultimately actually what led me into medicine. Uh, but I didn't realize what exactly conventional medicine meant until I was deeply involved in working there. And not long ago, maybe actually it was probably about seven or eight years ago, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and she was okay to have certain things done in the conventional medical system, but she was not okay with other things. She didn't want to have chemotherapy and she didn't want to have any radiation therapy. And so she turned to me naturally being in the system and asked if I could do some research to find any alternative methods that she might be able to access. And that actually opened the door for myself personally into the nutrition world. And I started to discover a lot of information that was verified by the normal way the, the, the modern medical system verifies things with um, evidence and research and so on. But this information was not taught to us in the traditional medical model. And so I had always had a bit of a healthy skepticism, I would say, about a lot of things in life. And this just sort of gave me this understanding of what was not, what, what seemed to be intentionally not taught to us. And just that door opening up and expanding my idea of what health actually meant. I started to go down other avenues and come across other physicians and scientists who did research on which was not widely known about in the system that I was taught. And so what ended up happening was I started to implement those things in my life as well as my mother's because that's how it started and I started to see big changes and I also started to realize and uncover the holes and gaps in the mainstream medical model and realizing that it's actually a sick care model as opposed to a health care model which is sort of about terminology and so there's a lot there's a lot that we're influenced by when it comes to language that I think the average person doesn't pay too much attention to. And so really, I started to realize that in order to become healthy, I had to move away from the sick care band-aid approach that I was trained in. Uh, so how do you see that the holographic memory resolution contributes to our well-being journeys? So the holographic memory resolution practice is actually 
the foundation of it is the fact that our our memories and experiences are stored holographically in our body and in our mind and these experiences are usually uh, negative ones and they're held and trapped energetically in the body and mind and normally we need to have good communication throughout our entire body between cells between organs and everything in order for one part to know what the other part is doing and to be able to direct the attention where it needs to go and so if there are energetic blockages in the body then the communication is off and it actually starts to uh, functions start to break down and so this practice actually allows the client um, themselves to be able to release I'm just a guide and I only help facilitate but the client is the expert and knows what they need to release sometimes we where we haven't been taught how to do this so that's why I'm there to be able to help the client release these energy that's been blocked and so then you have a restored amount of energy to use for the vital functions and our growth and healing and repair. So your expertise also includes self-sabotage coaching which is interesting. Uh, could you elaborate on how people often find themselves caught in self-sabotaging patterns and the impact in their lives? Okay so self-sabotaging behavior I think everybody's kind of aware of what that means an example of if you want to eat healthy and then sometimes you end up you know just throwing throwing things to the wind and eating the junk food or eating you know or drinking the alcohol that you didn't want to drink consciously but you end up kind of going into these patterns that you consciously want to go away from but you just can't help yourself and the reason that that takes place is I was studying I started to go down the path of the subconscious mind so we have We have two minds, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, and not everybody is actually aware of the fact that we have two minds and our lives are actually run mostly by our subconscious mind. And what ends up happening is that is what is developed in the early years and the early patterns of our lives when we're, we come into this world actually slightly before in, in, at conception, but we start to become programmed And if you think about it coming into your life, into this life, there's so many rules and so many ways of interacting with people. And if you don't really know the rules, if you think about if you were to change jobs, change careers, change jobs, it's overwhelming to us. Even if it's just little things, we have so many different things like a schedule. You might have to wake up at a different time. You might be having breaks at different times, you, you, the interaction and the rules between people and the services are all different. So if you think about how stressful that can be to an adult and how long it can take to just repattern yourself in that situation, imagine coming into the world where everything is brand new, where there's no way we could consciously learn all the things that we needed to in the time that we needed to to interact in the world. So basically as children, everything is downloaded and it's all done subconsciously. And what ends up happening is the subconscious mind basically has one role in our lives and that is to keep us safe. And the understanding of how that works is anything that's repetitive in nature around us and what is familiar is what is safe to our subconscious. 
So within those, that's why a lot of times you hear the phrase, you know, the first six years are critical. Really, that's where we're programmed in terms of relationships, in terms of lifestyle habits, in terms of how we think about money. So later on in life, sometimes we behave a certain way and we don't know where that comes from or why. And most of the time it actually goes back to childhood and the patterns that were learned. For example, if someone were in an abusive relationship, like the the child um, had a parent that was abusive, although that's not a positive, uh, it's not positive environment, that is what is familiar to that child. So even if consciously as they become an adult, they say, I don't want to be in an abusive relationship, they don't have any control over that programming. That programming is so powerful that their body just wants to keep them safe. And what is safe is what is familiar. So really, one has to go back to the programming, reprogramming the subconscious mind to get out of that behavior. Could you share one of the most memorable experiences you've had while working with a client? Yes. Uh, a lot of times the, the changes don't necessarily happen immediately. And this one woman that I was working with was uh, a young mom. She had two children and she had a, a great life and she was, had, had a wonderful husband, supportive husband, financially stable. But for some reason, she had this, she didn't know where it came from, but she had this um, overwhelming feeling all the time that any sensation she had in her body was something ominous. Um, for example, if she felt something in her stomach, suddenly she had these thoughts, intrusive thoughts, that she had stomach cancer and she couldn't get rid of them. There was no rational thought as to why this was taking place. And she said this was sort of taking over her life when she'd go to sleep at night, when she'd wake up in the morning, it would start all over again. And it was very intrusive and uh, impacting her day-to-day -day life. And her, it was actually her sister who contacted me that I knew um, and put me in touch with her. And we did, we literally did one session and she felt lighter at the end of the session. But then the next morning she messaged me and she said, I don't know what you did, but I woke up this morning and I felt I did not have the same thoughts. I did not have the same feelings. And she said she just felt this relief, this overwhelming relief just kind of come over her. And she had, she messaged me that at the end of the day as well and said that it persisted the entire day. And it was just one of the best days that she'd had in years. That's wonderful. Uh, so to conclude, we'd love to hear your perspective on our philosophy of finding joy and weightlessness. What does this concept mean to you personally? That's an interesting question. And I've actually thought a lot about uh, that type of concept um, before this and before, before you have asked me. But my, my view on the world is when we come into this world, we actually are naturally meant to be full of joy, not have any weight um, hanging over us, is as we progress through life and we have experiences, we get added weight throughout those years. 
And that's actually what tethers us down. And to me, cutting those tethers is how I can help people. And that just brings people back to that, basically that weightlessness, that that floating, that joy that we are naturally designed to live with. So to me, that ultimately gives us the power back and the energy to to use the energy for what we are meant we are meant to be here for and in terms of the different the different pillars i believe that the the energy that we have and the way that our body is supposed to function it will naturally it will naturally come into harmony and there it will naturally just flow between those pillars and restore what needs to be restored when we actually have removed those weight those weighted tethers that are holding us like a hot air balloon like are holding a hot air balloon back and then once you cut those tethers we rise how we should weightless weightless exactly. thank you dr rachel thank you for joining us on the podcast thank you very much for having me